plates ready? This is Food School, Smarter, Stronger, Leaner podcast. Want to feel amazing? Love the way you look in the mirror and perform your absolute best in the gym, at work, and in, be- well, in life? You're definitely in the right place. Food. It's you. It builds every single cell of you. And if there is one thing every human being must master, it's food. Because at the very least, eating, you do it every day, several times a day, every single day. You might as well get good at it. I'm your host, Angela Sharina from Create Yourself Dead Today, your personal nutritionist and plate watcher, your diet guide and explorer, your fat loss coach and food inspector, and just someone with a lot, a lot of passion and obsession and curiosity for healthy food, healthy diets, nutrition, optimized human performance, everything and absolutely anything you put in your grocery shopping cart, your fridge, on your plate, and in your mouth. It's my business. Food School, on a mission to help you eat better daily. It's the last time I talk about food. It's the last time I talk about food. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Food School Smarter, Stronger, Leaner podcast. As I'm drinking copious amount of tea, all kinds of tea, and I don't know, going through spring detox so or, um, or whatever it is, just not feeling my best and my voice uh, seems to suffer. Anyway, it's not an excuse to deliver you the best cutting edge, the healthiest food information out there. Today is Thursday, and every Thursday we are talking about food, about food labeling, new foods on the market, food news, uh, anything and everything that is important to your health, uh, anything fascinating that that is happening in uh, the food world, food system, food industry. And today in particular, we're getting smarter about labels. Um, if you're in US or maybe in other countries too, I'm not um, sure about that. Um, but for example, in US, food labels are going through a lot of changes. And there is a law um, that says by 2020, uh, initially it was by 2018, all food labels on all the products, food products, need to be changed to a new version. And what that new version is, we will talk about a little bit later. First, we will start with some food labeling history. So why did it all start in the first place, food labeling? Uh, why did we begin to label our foods in the first place? Um, have you thought about that to count calories? Actually, No. First, food labeling began at the end of 19th century, beginning uh, of 20th century. And first labels were applied to food products to actually help to avoid food uh, fraud targeted at consumers. Basically, before that point, most of the foods that we were buying was, we were buying in bulk. You know, what you see is what you get. We would buy, um, I don't know, meat, poultry, fruits, vegetables, grains, uh, um, dairy, and it all was either uh, unpackaged or packaged in a way so you see what you get. And it all was natural, you know, it was all whole foods and there was no need for labeling anything. You could just ask, you know, 
well, where you were buying the food, like what, what was that? And uh, you would get the reply and it was, um, it was simple. But then, uh, at the end of 19th century, more packaged food products started to appear. And of course, food industry was business back then too. And food producers wanted to get maximum profits. And the first, uh, well, the first way, the most obvious way for them uh, to do that was to um, create some kind of fraud. Meaning, for example, if you're buying packaged sugar, they would add some uh, ingredients that looked like sugar but was not sugar, and it would add weight but less of initial ingredients, and the cost of creating that product would be less. Or they would use, you know, some other technique like dilute dairy products, for example, and they would say that this is one thing, but that was a diluted product, and that would again allow them to get more profits from the same amount of product. So the labeling at the end of 19th century, beginning of 20th century, was developed to prevent that kind of fraud. And the first country where food labeling uh, became or was made mandatory was um, U.S. In 1913, uh, food labeling was, uh, you had to have food labels if you were selling anything that was packaged. And uh, again, it was mostly to prevent that kind of fraud when uh, what was in the package was not what you were paying for or what you thought you were paying for. And then from there, food industry uh, continued to develop and um, we developed or created different ingredients. A lot of those ingredients were artificial added ingredients. And so um, from in 1938, uh, all the products that had any artificial ingredients added to initial product, uh, labels for those products uh, were for those ingredients were mandatory. So in 1913, uh, the product labeling became mandatory, but uh, you didn't have to include like all the ingredients. You could basically just, uh, the most important thing back then was the amount of food in the package and uh, you didn't have to include all the ingredients if they didn't, uh, if they didn't add any, you know, weight to the product, if they were not a significant part of the product. So you didn't have to, for example, uh, add color, coloring that you added to your product. But then in 1938, you had to uh, put those on the label too, all the uh, artificial additives uh, that you used in your product were supposed to be on the label too. And then also at the same time, especially after the World War One, World War Two, we uh, understood. And at the same time, in somewhere around 1920s, uh, we 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 figured out that there were such things as vitamins. Before that, we didn't uh, actually know that. And uh, after the wars, especially when food uh, supply was um, not adequate, uh, we understood that because of lack of some vitamins, we could develop uh, life-threatening uh, diseases. And so after that, especially after World War II, um, 
a lot of foods studied, uh, a lot of food manufacturers studied to add vitamins and certain minerals like vitamin C, for example, that we learned by then that was crucial to our survival. So food manufacturers started to uh, add different vitamins or, for example, iodine, you know, also crucial mineral for our health. That's why, you know, most of the salt for a while was uh, iodized to prevent that iodine deficiency. And, um, more and more foods after that point, especially after World War II, started to get fortified and uh, a lot of those vitamins and minerals um, and food manufacturers would put on their product to advertise its healthiness. And then uh, after that, um, more and more food manufacturers tried to put some kind of healthy claim on the product to increase the sales, of course. And then in 1973, because of that, um, the, reg reg <laughs> the organs who regulated food supply uh, demanded that uh, whatever health claim uh, was put on the label should actually um, should actually be based on some science or be. Um, reflected in the ingredient list. Um, and then also around the time, 1970s and onwards, uh, we uh, figured out that some foods that we created with a lot of added sugars or added trans fats uh, or a lot of uh, added sodium, back then, you know, sodium started to seem like a thing that one should avoid for heart health, uh, as we all know by now, it's not exactly that. But anyway, by that time, 1970s, 1980s, we started to understand that in order to eat healthy, uh, we got to reduce certain things in our diet. So uh, after that, nutrition labels started to reflect that with you know, total calories from fat being on the label uh, in a very... Um, um, in a very, you know, dominant way, they appeared on the label after that. And then also sodium was reflected. Uh, sodium was put on the label um, and there was daily allowance of those things uh, in one's diet based on uh, 2000 calorie diet. And then from, uh, from then, we... Of course, our nutrition science started to develop faster and faster, and uh, we started to redefine the healthiness of the food. It's still, nobody really still knows what healthy food is. But anyway, uh, after that, our understanding of what healthy food was changed a lot. So, um, new labels that a lot of companies are already putting on their products uh, reflect that. So now we know that not all fats are bad for you. Source um, is the source is very important of those fats for our health. And then also we uh, figured out that added sugars are not the best thing in our diet. So that's what you're going to see on new label, the amount of added sugars. And also we know that fiber seems to be really important for our health. So each product going to have fiber count. Uh, and then uh, also because of these uh, huge epidemic of people with type 2 diabetes or a lot of, um, you know, instances of different versions of metabolic disease and um, metabolic diseases, but also uh, 
things related to uh, bone density or not sufficient bone density, all kinds of arthritis uh, and uh, um, muscle mass loss. Because of that, on the new label, you're going to see things like uh, potassium. It's also important for people who have kidney disease and, uh, you know, people with type 2 diabetes have a lot of issues with their kidneys. So you're going to see on a new label the amount of potassium that is needed and that is in the product. You're going to see um, vitamin, the amount of vitamin D on a new label. Uh, you're going to see the calcium and iron count uh, and uh, um, you also gonna see much uh, more focus on total calories uh, versus calories from fats, uh, and also the information about actual serving size and the amount of total calories per serving gonna be more um, obvious, and there is gonna be actual information about total calories per package. Like for example, if somebody drinks. A whole can of Coke, you know, what's the point of putting half a can or a third a can, a can serving count calories per that and nutrition information per that if one always drinks the whole bottle? So that's going to be also uh, reflected in a new label. And as I said, vitamin D going to be there, potassium, iron, calcium, fiber, added sugars, uh, the amount of fat, carbohydrates, and protein, of course, going to be there, but the amount of calories from fat not going to be different than the amount of calories from carbohydrates or protein, uh, meaning they're not going to be different when it comes to uh, label. Uh, they're going to be put on the label in a similar fashion, uh, no special focus on fats. Um, and another uh, another trend in food labeling, um, more and more products are adopting what um, what is called a smart label. So, and what is smart label? Well, basically, I don't know, you might, uh, you know, stroll in a Whole Foods market or some other supermarket and pick up a product and you might see that uh, QR code. So basically this square code that you can scan, scan in an app on your smartphone and it will usually open up a link. So those smart labels are going to be applied to more and more products to give you, a consumer, more information about the nature of the product uh, and specifically about the uh, sustainability of the product, the greenness, quote-unquote, of the product, meaning uh, how the product affects the planet, how the product, uh, um, if, for example, if it has something to do with animal product, how the animals are treated, and uh, uh, a lot of other additional information. And that smart label is designed to improve and increase transparency. That is a huge trend in food industry and food system today. We, and what it basically means is all of us, you and me, we all want to know what is exactly in our products and how it is made. So this smart label that you can notice and just out of curiosity, check out some of the products that you buy in a supermarket and check out if they, um, if that product has that QR code or the square code that you can scan uh, with, a, with an app in your smartphone. And what kind of information that food manufacturer gives to you. So more and more of those gonna uh, show up on the products uh, and even GMO labeling that, um, that is gonna be 
mandatory. FDA actually thinking about doing GMO labeling, not necessarily mandatory for um, food packaging, but one can include it into the information that you get when you scan that QR code. And there are a lot of also negative feedback about that because people who don't have a smartphone uh, cannot access that and find out if the product is GMO or not GMO. And also if you, for some reason, don't have access to the internet at that grocery store or on your phone, you're also not going to be able to get all the needs information or relevant information about that product. So um, some negative feedback about smart labels, but um, because, you know, if you shop in a Whole Foods supermarket, you probably have a smartphone and you probably have internet uh, on your phone and you're probably already tweeting or taking pictures of your favorite products, sending in, sending them to your family or, you know, your kids uh, or your girlfriend, boyfriends to share um So it's not such a huge concern as more and more people get access to uh, smartphones and internet on their smartphones. Um, So smart labeling, um, labels that are going to reflect better information about um, actual healthiness of the products and specifically going to reflect the developments of nutrition nutritional definition of healthy food and will help us to make healthier choices. Um, on that subject also, guys, nobody really knows still what healthy food is. You know, nobody, of course, argues that fruits and vegetables are healthy, even though in low-carb keto community that I'm a part of, some people think that fruit is toxic and it's poison. So, you know, even there, people argue about healthiness of foods. But what I agree on is not everything that is natural is necessarily good for you. Like there are poisonous mushrooms, poisonous berries uh, that you can eat and you can die off. So not everything that is natural and whole is suited for human consumption. And also, for example, some people eat peanuts and they can die of peanut allergy, uh, acute reaction to uh, peanuts. So Peanuts are probably not a good food choice for them either. So what is healthy uh, for one person might not be, you know, healthy for another person. And that's why defining healthy food is so confusing. And and also, you know, it depends on your overall diet. Like what kind of foods do you eat besides of that product that you are about to buy, right? So that product might be uh, good for someone and not as good as a part of their overall diet for someone else. So it it all depends on uh, who you are, what you do, your lifestyle, your activity labels. Um, So think about it when next time you hear or you read the claim healthy food or improves your health. Uh, And guys, uh, they also did studies and just be aware of that your own bias towards buying claims of the products, not necessarily what you need. So they did this research and 70, somewhere around 75-80% of people um, stop reading nutrition information when they see healthy on the on the front uh, front side of the product. So, for example, they gave people a choice to buy potato chips that didn't have any health claims and then the other pack of potato chips that did have a healthy claim on their packaging. And people just saw the word healthier or improves, you know, some uh, aspect of your health and then they don't even read the um, 
the rest of the information. They assume that this is good for you. Or for example, they see something like low in sodium and they don't actually don't actually look at the uh, nutrition label and see what that low really means and how big of a serving contains that low sodium content. Uh, So also be aware of that bias of all of us to read front side, you know, of any food product and then um, see some claim there and then assume that this is better for you or this is healthy for you. And on that note, I want to uh, also share with you uh, some information about, I don't know, just uh, some fun claims that uh, food companies uh, do to increase their um, sales. Like, for example, palm juice. You probably uh, saw that bottle um, of pomegranate juice uh, that is, you know, has this wavy shape and has heart, red heart and uh, on its packaging. And at some point, the company was claiming that it's 40% as effective as Viagra. It's super, it has super health powers backed by 25 million in medical research. Um, basically, they were marketing that Palm Wonderful juice uh, as, I don't know, superfood that's going to save your life. And uh, um, FTC charged them with making false and unsubstantiated claims about its products. And then they got rid of those claims. So Palm Juice uh, cannot um, anymore claim that it's uh, like heart healthy or better than Viagra or whatever. Uh, but then also a lot of companies do these claims, you know, for their uh, marketing campaign. Like at some point, for example, Tropicana orange juice was claiming that it's good for your heart. Then two to three glasses of orange juice would produce dramatic effects on blood pressure, cholesterol, and homocysteine levels, reducing the risk of heart disease and stroke. Can you imagine that? Packaged orange juice, two, three glasses of that juice would may basically will remove all your heart health um, problems from now on if you continue drinking that juice. And uh, again, they were um, sued and uh, they had to drop those claims uh, and never use them again. So be aware of a lot of claims that are not backed up by anything or um, that backed up by uh, really some weird research or study, and uh, those claims usually go away uh, really fast. So, um, you know, FDA and other, um, regu- uh, and other organs do a good job uh, of spotting those uh, false claims, and uh, they still care about consumer, about our um, well-being, and that we buy things and foods that actually benefit us, or at least, you know, make well-informed decisions. Uh, And the last piece today is about GMO labeling. You know, you probably heard a lot about GMO, this, GMO, this. So what is GMO, genetically modified organism? Basically, it's uh, GMO is considered any kind of uh, natural food um, that 
was altered by genetic modifications that were produced in a lab. So if you breed something, so I don't know, if you breed apples and you take two kinds of apples and in the field you breed them together and get a third kind of apple, it's not genetically modified organism. But if you took a piece of that uh, apple and uh, took it to, to your lab and changed the genes of that apple, and then you put that apple back in the field and grew that apple, that's going to be genetically modified organism. So the same goes for, you know, fish, meat, or uh, anything like that. The thing is, uh, for example, if uh, meats or fish or chickens uh, eat genetically modified crops, uh, they're not considered GMO uh, if their genes were not modified. So the chickens you buy or the meat or uh, whatever... Uh, you buy, they still can contain traces of GMO because it doesn't go anywhere. Whatever you eat going to end up being a part of your body. So they still can contain that GMO, but you're not going to see that on the label of most companies. Of course, a lot, a lot of companies go for more and more transparency, so they will probably tell you. But then again, somebody who uses GMO probably are not that companies, and they're not going to tell you what exactly goes in their product. And then um, also, there is no agreement yet about uh, what percentage of, sh of food or food product should contain GMO or be a genetically modified organism to actually uh, have to put a label genetically modified GMO on their packaging. Uh, so, for example, if you, if most of your product is chicken, again, that didn't eat any GMO and maybe there is um, some piece of corn or I don't know, cornstarch in there. Should it be labeled GMO or should it not? So nobody still agrees on that. But GMO labeling is coming. It just nobody is still sure how exactly it's coming. And it might be just a part of smart label. So you have to actually scan something to see GMO labeling on the product. So that's another thing to consider. Um but let's, to recap this episode, let's just talk uh, a little bit more about uh, new nutrition label. So the most significant changes are, again, uh, first of all, the calories are going to be in big numbers and not fat calories, but actual calories for for the serving of food. And the information about the amount of servings per package going to be uh, in bold letters, so it's going to be more noticeable how many actual portions servings in that uh, package. And then um, if a product is consumed usually, you know, a bag of chips or a can of Coke. If you, if people usually consume the whole thing, then there is going to be also information about the total calories, total nutrition information per um, whole package. So that's going to be, uh, you kind of going to see two labels, the bigger one that has the nutrition information per serving. And then uh, in addition to that, on um, usually on the right side, you're going to see information for the whole package. And then also, as I said, total fat calories or carbohydrate calories, protein uh, calories, they all going to be in the same font. So nothing is going to be made to look like more important. Um, you're going to see the amount of added sugars, but also there is a confusion about added sugars. Like if there is, I don't know, evaporated fruit juice in the package, should it be considered added 
sugar or you know just natural product and it's just a part of the product so a little bit confusion there but you're going to see much more much better information um, about added sugar and then also dietary fiber and instead of vitamin uh, a c because people um, seems to get those vitamins from their diet there's going to be information about vitamin d the amount of vitamin d per serving the amount of calcium iron potassium because again uh, because of type 2 diabetes issues with um, kidney health um, sodium is still going to be there of course but um, it's not going to be um, made to look more important than anything else uh, and um, that's it uh, those are the the most important modifications uh, of the food label, and it's going to look kind of the same as the old label, so it's not like it's going to look completely different and you're going to notice that right away. But just when next time you shop, notice if the product you buy has that new information uh, already. Um, the, the law, again, is to, to make this nutrition label ev- uh, um, on every product uh, appearing uh, by 2020, but um, now more, uh, a lot of the companies do that already to, again, show the consumers that they want to be more transparent, that they want more trust, and they actually care about our well-being and our health. So next time when you pick up a product, look at the um, added sugars, how calories are displayed, um, then also potassium, calcium, iron, vitamin D. If you, see, if you see that, that is for sure a new label. Added sugars, fibers, and the amount of calories. Um, yeah, um, look at it. Um, be curious, my friends, and you're going to make better food choices. So that's it for today, guys. Uh, I hope you found this information useful and it's going to help you to make better food choices. Also, guys, don't forget to scan QR code and see what that product has to say about itself uh, online. Uh, check it out. Uh, again, be curious. Um, and uh, let me know what your thoughts about nutrition labels are. Do they actually help you to make better choices? Do they, do you read or pay attention to nutrition facts label? And if yes, uh, what do you look at there? Like the amount of carbs, the amount of fats, uh, added anything, ingredient list? You know, my thing is ingredient list. I always, always look at the ingredient list. If I don't like something on the ingredient list, if I don't understand that, I either going to look it up or I'm going to leave that product on the shelf and going to get for something where I understand all the ingredients, what they might or might not do for my body. And also, of course, I keep myself educated all the time about new ingredients on the market. Uh, Let you know, um, just a quick thing, another day, uh, yeah, guys, uh, that information, uh, all these requirements to uh, put GMO on the label, etc., 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 they're not actually applied to supplements. So, there are different regulations for supplements. Just make sure you're aware of that when you shop in your favorite supplement store. Like again, the other day I was shopping, uh, you know, right now I'm in Siberia and Russia and I was shopping for um, multivitamin supplement and we don't really have a lot of choice here, but we do have some good ones from US actually. And, and uh, on one of the multivitamin, there was 
um, you know, uh, all the information about uh, vitamins, minerals, etc. Uh, but then other ingredients, it said, you know, colorings, uh, and there were numbers, and then it said, it um, shows to cause adverse um, health effects in children or something like that. And I just know because I read about that, that those dyes are actually uh, banned in Europe, and they do cause adverse health effects, and not only in kids, but adults too. So, of course, I put that uh, multivitamin back on the shelf. But, yeah, pay attention to the ingredients list, and when you buy your supplements, especially pay attention to that other ingredients list. You know, I'm like, sometimes I'm blown away. Good companies would put such amazing work into creating this cutting-edge supplement and it looks so perfect on the main ingredients list and then there are other ingredients and there is some there is some shit that can cause adverse health effects or something like that i'm like why would you do that why would you put so much money into creating this product to improve people's health and then to save a few cents you're gonna you're gonna save on the thing that you want to improve on people's health. That just doesn't make sense for me. Like if you wanna create a multivitamin to improve someone's health, why would you put stuff that may cause health problems in it? Like why would you do that? I just like blows my mind. So guys, be aware, make better choices, uh, and uh, uh, share with me any stories that you have uh, about multivitamins, supplements, ingredients that can cause adverse health effects uh, when on the front um, side the product says good for you or healthy or whatever. Um, yeah, just funny, funny things <laughs> in food world. So, be curious about labels, make better choices, and as usual, till next time, till tomorrow, that is, eat better daily.